Welcome to Chill, the number one teaching podcast for teachers who do nothing. Um, <laughs> Over the summer. On today's episode, we want to talk about careers and kind of, I mean, specifically teaching for us, but it's funny because I was having a conversation today uh, with my girlfriend about like careers and where we are right now. And then uh, out of the blue, uh, mm-hmm. like like a bolt from the blue, Amanda texted me and was like, hey, we should talk about this uh, on the podcast. We should talk about like careers and, and uh, if you feel like you're in the right spot or if you ever feel like you're in the right spot. It was crazy. So um, the stars are aligning. The planets are aligning. So we decided to talk about this. Um, yes. Saturn, this- Jupiter, and Pluto are visible tonight. Mm-hmm. In the uh, <laughs> yeah. If you have your telescopes, check them out. Pro uh, our telescope listeners, uh, yeah. So we thought we'd talk about um, you know our careers as teachers and if we feel like we're in the right spot or if we would want to expand on where we are right now or I don't know if you ever really feel like you're in a right spot in life. Um, yeah. So and I was telling Amanda just before this that uh, while I was talking to my girlfriend about this, and this is kind of work too because we could promote our the kids book we're working on. <laughs> oh um, yeah. But uh, we were talking about, um, you know, how I, how I love teaching and, you know, we talked about the pros and cons of it. And I was kind of saying how I love um, communicating with kids and talking to them about, you know, I like like um, kind of figuring out where the kids are having you know, like a, a tough time with a, maybe it's a, a problem or like uh, decoding a certain word in a book. And I love kind of problem solving with them and, and you know, at the same while at the same time, kind of making it fun and exciting for them, and not like a boring <laughs> slog, mm-hmm. which you could. Um, mm-hmm. I love doing that, and we were kind of both talking about how you know the, the kids are the best part of teaching, obviously. Um, but uh, I was I was also reading this thing today where um, people were saying like uh, people with ADHD have this thing where they pick up uh, they they like love learning about something new, and in the mm-hmm. course of like a couple of weeks, not master it, but try to learn like all they can about it. And get really mm-hmm. like obsessed with it, and then like a week later, drop it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> sounds I, I, like me. <laughs> yeah, and that sounded like me too. I was like, shit, mm-hmm. am I like that? And I, I was finding like, well, I haven't been that way with teaching, so that's something that I've been like kind of persistent yeah, with. Yeah, consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like recently, I think I said on the podcast, I was like obsessed with F one racing for like a month, and I got, mm-hmm. I watched all these documentaries, read a couple books, and now I'm like, I'm still like, that's in, enough. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, oh shit. Well, I, and that kind of stuck out to me. It's like, okay, well that, that's something interesting. Um, yeah. and then, uh, we were talking about how, you know, I love drawing and I love learning new things about drawing. And that's also a hobby that's, you know, been staying with me for most of my life. Um, yeah. and you know, she started talking to me about how I'm drawing or illustrating the new book, um, that Amanda had written and we're, we're, uh, kind of working on that right now, which is also really exciting. Um, yes, children's book. Yes, it's going to be incredible. It'll be the number one children's book um, for children who children. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I was talking about like I, I, I and you know she was asking me like would you like to to illustrate? I'm like oh yeah of course I get I just got to draw pictures for a living for uh, you know books <laughs> that'd be incredible. But I immediately dismissed that because I'm like that's. Some, you know, like impossible. That's it's so hard to do. You have to learn so much. There's still so much I don't know about drawing, um, even though I love doing it. But she was kind of saying like, well, it's you know, it's it's possible. You just you need to you know put some extra work into it and put some years into it. But uh, 
we were kind of talking about that. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do love teaching. I love definitely certain parts of it. Um, but I don't feel like, you know, this is what I have, to, I should be doing for the rest of my life. Um, if that kind yeah. of question. That's interesting. I didn't know that about you. I thought that you were, that you would like want to retire as a teacher. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if I, I would want to do, I like, I, I want to like mold the two together. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. well what were you thinking about about where you are right now um okay so I feel like I'm just a restless person and (laughs) then I kind of feel guilty for never being satisfied (laughs) but we were saying like are you supposed to be satisfied isn't that just being complacent and then too comfortable and lazy what's the purpose of still being alive if you feel like you made it you know like that's all right I did everything like you know yeah um, but I always, I was, you know, I was a writer first. I was a writer, uh, an editor first. And my degree is in ELA. And, you know, I love to read. And then, and then, but I also love kids. And I really love teaching. I love teaching. Yeah. But I don't like administration. And I don't like, you know, I, I don't like rules that are arbitrary and that, Yes. I, I can't control and that go against my moral compass. Um, and so I'm always, and I was talking to my husband about this too. And he was talking about what his dream job will be, which is not what it is right now. And then I was talking to, then we talked to Liana, my oldest daughter, who's 13 and who was like, a, like a, she's obsessed with like setting and smashing goals. Right. <laughs> and she wants to go to, she wants to work for NASA and she wants to go to outer space. And we were like, we were, Amazing. yeah, we were outside with her telescope looking at the planets last night. And then she was watching some videos about like astronauts. And um, we were talking about how scary it would be to do a spacewalk. And like, if you got all the way up there, like you would have to do the spacewalk. And sometimes they go up there just to change batteries. Like, and <laughs> yeah. they have to like get tethered to this thing that's super scary. And, um, and she was like, they say that, you know, it's it's not impossible for you to be um, disconnected from the tether and, like, just float off forever. Oh and I was like, has that ever happened? And she was like, they didn't, they didn't say in the video that it never happened, but they say that it's not impossible. And then I was like, well, it's kind of, I don't see anybody who works for NASA ever saying that something is impossible, right? That's true, I'm sure yeah. that that's not part of their vocabulary. They can't, yeah, they and, can't physically um, say it. Yeah, and then here I am, like, constantly telling Liana, you go for your dreams, you could work for NASA, you don't let anybody stop you, you're going to go, with, like, whatever. And she's like, well, what about your writing career? And yeah, she <laughs> threw it back at you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, damn, man. Like, I, my, I think, I think, uh, it's interesting, I have, like, a lot of goals. Like, I want to spend some time as a college professor. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, but I... Yeah, I want to be a college professor of English, of, like, creative Uh, writing. And I don't – it would be fun. I feel like it would be good for my brain, like, just to act with, like, young ones and stuff. That would be fun for me. Yeah. I I want to do that, but not forever. I want to do that temporarily. Yeah. And then I want to – I clearly want to be an author. But you can't just – I mean, unless you're J.K. Rowling, you're not, like, writing books and then just chilling for the rest of your life. Like, no, you <laughs> yeah. have to. Um, I want to write books. I want to write. I have the memoir that I'm working on. And then um, the kids' books, I want to put out a couple of those. And then 
also I made my ultimate goal, like the career that I would want to like plant where I would want to plant my feet is my own like workshop, a studio, like it would be a creative studio where middle school, really middle school and high school kids I would want. And sometimes their parents would come for like where we could like write to prompts based on a theme day or like kids oh. or invite sorry Amanda you're you're breaking up sorry okay uh, <laughs> invite like you know um other writers to come and like inspire the kids a place where they could get help with homework but also like a, a creative space where they could just like create and yeah. get their feelings and emotions out um and not have arbitrary rules you know yes freedom to express to- yourself yeah, where they understand the importance of reading and writing, but not where they have to do it to a test or do yeah. it to somebody else's standard or approval, yes. um, where they could do it just for themselves and for their soul. I mean, I used writing to survive my whole life, like yeah. to get through stuff and to understand myself and and what was happening around me. That's what I used. And I feel like that, that's a tool to give to kids, not not something to measure them by and make them feel bad. It's a tool of survival. Yeah, grading, it's it's so interesting in the school system now, grading any piece of writing. Even at the kindergarten level, we have to grade their writing, which to me is insane. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's so subjective. You'll hand it to 40 different teachers and get 40 different grades, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you just have to like think, is this benefiting the kid? Is this, this the feedback I'm doing helping them? express themselves better or am, yeah. am, is it trying to or am I trying to grade it on some like rubric that appeases myself and not the kid um which is tough right. at the end of the day it's right. like you can't I don't know I, I don't like grading writing personally I never like I, I had a college professor who I it was about poetry like the most subjective thing in the world I wrote this huge yeah. essay and he like crossed out he just with giant red sharpie just x'd out like a page of it and he just wrote like didn't make sense like what do you it's my take on a poem what do you mean it didn't make sense yeah i did that's oh my god see that's the type of thing that would make me want to quit teaching entirely i i don't i it's like it's like i was gonna say that you can't you can like we've taught to the state test both of us have And you can ask kids questions um, about, like, concrete facts in a a text, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, tell me what happened here or, like, infer whatever. And there there are some very straightforward answers that you can get. But if you're teaching nuance and you're teaching metaphor and you're teaching, like, you want them to interpret things their way and and get what they – see what they get out of a text yeah the, the, the only i feel like the the mark of a really good of really good writing is that it starts conversations that it give that people have different opinions about it that it makes people yeah. think that it poses a question that you can talk about and if you don't give the kids the space to do those things to have a different opinion than you or then yes. whatever yeah. Um, whatever this higher power is that that hands down what the right answer is that we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't even see these people. Like they just it's tell true. us, like this is the right answer, and then oh my god, <laughs> yeah. the that's the answer that we God. have to get all these kids to. Um, and 
what are you what are you really teaching them there what are you teaching them but yeah. my problem is every time that i think about doing this i always think like i always kind of get in my own head and i'm like where's the value like parents are going to want to pay for their kids to get to get help with school they're going to want to pay for their kids to go to a place where their grades will be improved you know what i mean like if it's right. ela if it's english if it's um reading and writing they're going to expect like help with homework or help yes, like yeah. essentially what i'm doing in the classroom just an extended version of that and i don't yeah. know that people are going to pay money to give their kids a space to express themselves in that way do you know what i mean absolutely yeah no i i thought about this a little bit and ultimately it comes down to what the i think what colleges grade the kids on for admission you know, because that's like a lot of kids' yeah. end goals. So that's a lot of families' end goals, understandably so. You know, you want your kids to go right. to college, obviously. Um, right. And right now, the fact that the state test is such a heavy metric in, in moving up grades, um, a lot of parents want to see, you know, they, they flock to these schools with like good data. Um, mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that data isn't comprised of like emotional and social health. It's like, yeah, yeah. Did they write the right words on a test? You know, did they get the exact same answer that this machine printed out for them? Um, right. Which is really upsetting that you have to, you know, teach that. And you know, ultimately, you know, like you're saying, you want to be able to let these. You you want to provide a service where kids can express themselves. But yeah, ultimately, will you have an audience for that? Will you have like you know, because at the end of the day, you are you are kind of selling something. You're selling your your teaching ability and your mm -hmm. ability to to educate kids and just be a nice human for them to interact with for you know so many right. hours a day. A lot of them don't get that. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I, like that's the dream. I think. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I try to think about like what I would have needed um, when I was that age. And when I was that age, I used to, I used to like lay a blanket out on my floor of the floor of my room and um, make a circle of teddy bears around it. <laughs> and then I would sit in the middle with a notebook to write with and a book to read. And I, it was like a little border that I would make <laughs> of like my little, my little soldiers. And yeah. I didn't want anybody to talk to me. I didn't want anybody to bother me. I wanted to be in that space and if I wanted to talk to somebody, I would I would write it down, or I would like talk to a teddy bear or something. That's but, amazing. Um, you had your own creative writing class. My own little creative writing class, and I didn't <laughs> have like there were zero adults. Maybe my aunt, uh, my late aunt, who I had in my life for like three years at that time, um, but there were no adults who I could even allow to read my writing, or who would encourage me to write what I was feeling to try to, and then read it back and be like, okay, how do you feel? You know, yeah. um, there was no such thing. It didn't exist. I had to do it for myself. And I wish that I had that. Like, I wish yeah. that there was a, a space, a community where there were also other kids that, that brings kids together. I feel like if they understand, if you get vulnerable and you can really talk about what you're writing and what you're feeling, then you understand that other people are, a lot of people are in your same shoes. Yeah, and have the absolutely. same concerns and things. Yeah, Lionel was saying that he would want to be a a um a stylist. For, <laughs> yeah, that'd like, be awesome. Like a menswear uh, um stylist for like suits and stuff because he's really good at that. But then I would absolutely uh, go to Lionel for that. <laughs> I have one suit. I've been reusing it for a long time. <laughs> but then you think about you also think about like what a leap that would be like to 
Like, imagine you. How would you pay your bills and, like, support yourself and Chrissy if you were, like, oh, I'm uh, throwing everything. Just throwing caution to the wind and I'm going to go and just draw. Just wear not a draw um, forever. Forever. And it's funny. Um, yeah, because we, we legit said that, too. Almost word for word. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we were saying, you know, like, how we're doing this book. I mean, we started it last summer, I think. Um, I started drawing it. I only got a couple pages in, and then you know, doing it this summer too. And you're trying to squeeze in the free time you do have to like work on these like mm-hmm. passion projects. Yeah. Um, and I follow so many comic book artists who kind of similar for them, or, or uh, and and writers and and just like creative people in general. You know, that's not like mm-hmm. a sustainable way of living. They had this one guy worked at uh, he was a security guard like overnight. And he only took mm-hmm. that job because at night no one would be there and he could just draw and make his, you know, comic books on the side. Uh, and now yeah. he's like a world famous comic. You know, he, he does it for a living and he loves it. Right. Um, you yeah. got to find these these opportunities to uh, to work on that. But unfortunately, teaching is like the hardest work-life balance. <laughs> yeah. Work-life balances out there. I don't want to say the hardest. I don't know. But um, No, but yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's um, yeah, but trying to find those moments when you can, but I mean, even if, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, like I get so much, just, it's just like, um, talking with you about the book and just like drawing and, and learning new things about drawing. I get so much joy out of that, that, um, I'll just do that of my own volition. You know, you can, that's, and ultimately that's, that's I think the best thing the goal. to help for your kids too. Yeah. Like in yeah. your workshop, you'd want them to just want to be there and to want to talk about these things about you. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be, like, they don't even, I just want it to be so no pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want them to feel like they have, like, they can walk in and, and, and be comfortable. Like, they're, it's an extension of their home. You know? Oh, like, they're, yeah. they have their own space where they're safe and they're loved and they're, and, they're, and they're valued and they're heard. You know? You want to be their teddy bear audience that they can. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, I want them to have a teddy bear audience. I want to make that circle and just let them yeah. be there. That'd be amazing. And it kind of is. I mean, it's taking like your favorite parts of teaching and writing and, and molding it into one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's totally normal. I mean, for anyone who is questioning, like, if this is the right career for them, I think, I mean, for me, what I had to do is like, take a look at like, what, okay, what do you like genuinely love about it? If there's nothing you genuinely love about it, then maybe you should take a step back but i mean look for like like little moments maybe things that you might not think um yeah. are like special moments to you but that you do like look fond look fondly on like um you know i love drawing with the kids or even like harder stuff or or you know like you like working through like if a kid has a problem um even just helping them solve like a little thing like i don't know i when their shoes are untied i like showing them how to tie their shoes i think it's fun um yeah. and I, I do i like that it's it's small like achievable goals you know if that makes sense like little things um small small uh victories throughout the day that i do um i do appreciate and i do like but uh yeah i think it's completely natural to feel like oh yeah this this isn't where i should be right now and again i don't know if we'll ever feel that um whatever feeling that is i don't know if anyone's (laughs) maybe like i made it could you imagine if i like made the whole fucking thing like if i'm if i like stopped everything and went and made my whole workshop thing yeah and then i was sitting there like oh now is this what? Where i'm supposed to be <laughs> do you imagine yeah i'm supposed to be i don't really like it no that, <laughs> that's a good that idea for a book 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's part of just being uh, being human, I guess. Never being satisfied, or I mean, maybe it's different for each person. But like you said, you're 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 never, you know, you have that feeling of like, oh, I gotta do something, I gotta move on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, which I kind of a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was like that when I um, when I worked at the magazine, I was like that, and then I left and I freelanced, and I was like that, and then I became a teacher, and <laughs> I I like I love I think teaching is the the thing that I love the most so far, but now, here we go again. Now I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to stop teaching, but I want to do it in yeah. a different way. You know? Yeah. You want to do it in, in a way only you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I like doing chess so much too. It's just like a fun, it's like another outlet. Yeah. Um, I tell you the thing I re- I saw about David Bowie. No. Um, I was listening to this interview about David Bowie talking about, um, putting like creative limitations on artists, you know, like mm. musical artists, but just any art in general, I think he was talking about. Mm. And um, he was saying that, you know, he, he was speaking generally like in the you um, point of view, but I'm sure it was like his point of view. And he was yeah. saying that like, you know, you when you make something creative, you can't put a limitation on it because when you're making something creative, it's all about expressing yourself. And, and when I make my music, it it helps me understand myself in a way I never could. Um, yeah. doing other things. I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah. And I think part of, the, uh, you know, your career is helping you understand a part of yourself as well. Like, why can point. I only do this? Or, or what am I doing that only I could do? Um, yeah, so I, I've been thinking about that as well. But I, I thought uh, I thought that was a cool quote. I never thought of that before. I'm like, oh, wow, all these things, like all, all your interests, they're kind of helping you understand who you are. Yeah, and what you're supposed to be doing. Do you feel like you yeah. have, like, do you believe that everybody has like something that they're supposed to be doing that they're here to do? Um, I don't know. I, I think that I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there, there is, there is like a, maybe not like a set thing, not one thing, you know? but yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, there's a, a, like areas that, you know, people can be genuinely good at. Um, yeah. if you like embrace, embrace your unique qualities, but then at the same time, I don't know. Like am I, uh, you know, my brother loves, I, I, my, uh, my, I have several, I have three brothers and one sister. Um, and one of my brothers loves um, welding and, and working with tools and all that stuff. And that was, uh, you know, in cars. Um, yeah. And I never really understood that. So I was like, I, that's so cool. Like, how could you live a life where you're not doing, because, you know, I love, I love making music. And he, he plays guitar too. But like, I love drawing, I love making music, I love uh, reading and writing and all that stuff. And he's, you know, completely polar opposite. But, like, that's a way that he expresses himself creatively. Like, he puts together cars, which is insane. And, like, I can't even fathom doing that. Um, And he puts together, you know, he builds things. He welds iron and all these crazy things. And that is a way of, uh, you know, working with your hands and and kind of expressing yourself. That's Um, a meditation. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And it is relaxing, I think, at least for him. and I think that's really cool. So I think there may be certain fields that I didn't realize were like unique and, and creative in their own right that I didn't understand at first. And I think maybe people are meant to do those things, you know, if, they, if that's, you know, what they really like. That's yeah. their passion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? I believe that. I believe that yeah. people are here, you know, to do specific things. Like yeah. not necessarily one, not one job. But everybody's different at, uh, um, good at different things for a reason. Because yeah. we need all of it. You need all of those things. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that people know, um, I think that you, you, you're right that the same way that like your jobs that you have tell you a little bit more about yourself, your hobbies and what you just naturally enjoy do that too. Yeah. Um, and I remember like Liana, I remember Liana was like maybe six and she has a lot of hobbies. So, you know, she like, she's super cre- like creative and always making things and painting oh, yeah. and sewing and whatever. But she, um, and she bakes, and so Lord knows what she's going to end up doing. But when she was really little, she was maybe six years old, and she was, like, looking up at the sky at nighttime, and she was like, when I, when I become an astronaut, I'm going to put a big Band-Aid on the Earth. <laughs> so cute. That's so cute. Um, and she so never, it's like, now she's 13, and she's still, like, super fascinated and did space camp and all of that and is obsessed, and she wants to do that. So I feel like she may end up doing that, like, out of college and then, I don't know, be a baker or something in retirement, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, she retires. Yeah, and, but I don't think that there is, there has to be, like, a, oh, I made it, I did my career, and that's it. Yeah. There's, there's nothing else to follow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like I might have a problem. Fulfilling. I might oh, have yeah. a problem because I want to. I want to do something new every two years. So, <laughs> but <laughs> next year you're going to be a scuba instructor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if I'm not moving from. It's like one school to the next, or um, before it was one magazine to the next. It's always yeah. like. Uh, I, I was, was listening to that spun. Oh yeah, and if anyone yeah. didn't check out Amanda's episode on spun today. Um, yes, with Tony Ortiz, it's the podcast. Yeah. I was listening to him like, oh, my God, your career is insane. Like, I thought I knew some, you know, like I knew about the magazine. But then you were telling all this stuff about Liana and her pillow um, and that, her, and pillow that whole, her pillow business and <laughs> just like all that. And, and your internship. And I, I was only up to like the halfway point where you started talking about uh, your teaching career. But I'm like, oh, my God, it's a really live, long uh, life. podcast. <laughs> 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 it's funny because it's you know, what's I don't know if it's like a, a New York problem, but. I feel like everything that you've accomplished is always in the past. And if you're not working on something now or not succeeding right now or not doing something exciting right now, it's like you're a has-been. You That's know? really interesting. It's like I could have done, you know, I did all of that. I, I, did, I did have really great highs in my career. But right now, I'm like, okay, but I have this in my heart that I want to make this, this, you know, workshop happen. And yeah. that's not happening. And I've been thinking about this for over a decade, and, it, and I've never done it. So all that stuff that I did do in the past, a lot of the times I look at it like, all right, it's like I'm living as a high school cheerleader in my 30s. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, I was a... I glory did this days. when I yeah I did yeah. this when I was sixteen. It's like no, that doesn't count anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if that yeah. if that happens to everyone, but I feel that way sometimes. It's like okay, uh, I need to be doing something now. I need to be do and I am like being a teacher is yeah. is really rewarding. Oh and you yeah, know that's more than enough. <laughs> yeah, you're like changing the world, and I, I I pour so much into my own kids too. Like I know that I'm not being like idle, yeah. but I. I still feel, I still feel like I'm young and I have this energy and I should be doing more, you know? Yeah, there's still parts of you that need to be expressed. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put it. <laughs> you made me think of the uh, the Incredibles um, at the first one. 
the you know, um, um, when Bob was working at the in at the desk. Yeah, yeah, but then he and he learned at the end that his family was like the greatest adventure of all. Yes. Yeah, but um, I don't know why it's part of my head. Incredible, <laughs> a great movie. Check it out. Very <laughs> <Yeah. good. laughs> um, Oh my God, Hamilton! Sorry, now I'm on Disney. Hamilton's dropping in a couple days. I'm so excited about this. I can't wait. Nice. I'm like going nuts. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. So great. That's it. I just wanted to bring up Hamilton. Sorry, <laughs> derail. Uh, let's see i don't know can we put a bow on it i think think that this is the bow okay okay and we're saying it on the podcast so it's it's true putting it out into the universe yes the fact that we're saying it on the podcast and that people are going to listen to this means it is true if you are a listener with any funds Give them to me and Mike so that we can make. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm Put kidding. it out there. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Venmo.com. <laughs> Mike and I are going to make a workshop where he is going to be the resident illustrator for any yeah. child who's interested in that. And he's going to teach the kids how to play guitar. And I'm going to do the uh, writing side. And it's just going to be this whole great, uh, like, yeah. just retreat for the kids. And Chrissy will do our taxes, and she will. <laughs> so we're over the moon. <laughs> She'll do it. And Lionel will dress us for success. I'm and gonna look so good. Yeah, and then My he'll suit. do our he'll do our marketing or whatever, and then like, it'll be lit. It'll L-I- be lit. lit like literature. Okay? Oh my god! Yeah. It's gonna be and amazing. Liana can be like our youth representative, so she knows we're still you know yeah. we're, still cool. we're saying cool things. Yeah, yes. We're and then dabbing. she'll bake us some cupcakes sometimes in the shape of like rocket ships and it'll uh-huh. be wonderful. Yeah. She could be our <laughs> NASA consultant. Yeah. It'll be fantastic. Um, that'll be sick. And yeah. it will happen because everyone's gonna donate right gonna donate. now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I actually do know and and this that's a good bow. I'm gonna add a second bow to your bow. Because okay. um, I do double know it. Uh, <laughs> let's double bow it. And I do know what would make me um, happy in life. Okay. I did finally figure it out. Um, but I do want to be, I, I think I want to be a millionaire. I think that would be a lot of fun for me personally. Oh, more money, yeah. more problems, though. Yes, that's true. But I've ever heard the saying, more millions, more problems. No one says that. It's still, it's still problems, Mike. Well, we'll see when I'm a millionaire <laughs> and you're not. And no, because... We'll be business partners. Okay? Oh yeah, I'll so share the you wealth. could be the you'll be the investor. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, if anyone want, yeah, wants to uh, make, make that our, happen, make your dreams come true. The <laughs> grand prospect. You know that. You know the commercial. The grand no. Prospect. You don't know the grand prospect hall commercial. No, it's classic. Oh, it's like a, a catering hall. I can't explain the joke, Mike. <laughs> Just forget sure it. Got it. Just look up the Grand Prospect Hall commercial, okay? I will do that. Um, I'm very excited to check this commercial out. <laughs> um, I don't even know if I need like permission to say that because it's an actual business. Anyway, yeah. just look it up. I'm I'm promoting yeah. that. Yeah, free promotion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that puts a good. We double boat it, and then I think at the end you might triple boat it too, with the commercial. So yeah, with the commercial, yeah. What an incredible episode of three bows to end this (laughs) kind of existential career focused episode. 
But I like this it. Is, I like talking about that stuff. If anybody's ever wondering what teachers do in the summertime, you <laughs> contemplate our existence yeah, on Earth. Kind of spiral. <laughs> yeah, just spiraling. OD. Yeah. <laughs> Where but, am I? Uh, Why am I here? But it's good to do it together. You know yes. you're not alone. Oh, I know that you just said we were going to end this, but you said the word spiral, and I'm outside, and I'm looking at the moon, and we were talking about Liana and outer space or whatever. Yeah. So... She so showed me. Did you see that article about saying that um, NASA astronauts or NASA NASA scientists found evidence that there's a there's another dimension, there's like an alternate universe? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Um, okay. That sounds and amazing. That made me think: if there is an alternate universe, then I probably already have the workshop in the alternate oh, universe. That's true. I just have to find a way to get there, which my daughter will get me there when she becomes a NASA scientist. So I'm on my way, Mike. But then when you'll run into your other you, what are you going to do? Do you take over? You steal that Amanda's life? Yes, I'll steal that Amanda. Have you read the book Dark Matter? That's exactly what happens in the book Dark Matter. Mike, there's a book called Dark Ah. Matter, and that's exactly what happens in the book Dark Matter. And one of the main characters' names is Amanda Lucas. Are you serious? I'm not joking. What? I Holy swear. Okay. I'm not kidding. That is a book from another dimension where that Amanda where? Lucas. Yes, it it's a warning. Her. It was a warning it's because a warning. I'm the Amanda that's going to steal the other Amanda. That's Holy what's happening. Shit. This yeah. is insane. Yes. This is what um, happens to teachers in the summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Major life realignment on a number of levels. That's a line from Incredibles 2. <laughs> <laughs> look at this we got incredibles quotes we got alternate dimensions this is amazing this is the podcast is... that has it all this just has everything <laughs> um well yeah thank you for everyone in this dimension who listened to this yes. podcast thank you so much um <laughs> for listening to Ch- the number one teaching podcast for teachers who do nothing over the summer and love it um yes. or maybe have crises about it yeah we're not sure yet. create themselves yeah <laughs> Uh, check out our Instagram be on the look uh, for our donation page no we're not going to do but yeah if you have yeah on the lookout for our book though the book is coming oh yes yeah very exciting the book shall come Um, we don't have it you don't have a title for it yet right not yet yet. okay that's cool I'm I'm very excited but um, it's going to be yeah the number one book the number one children's book for children who children I think that's the tagline that's it. Uh, it's going to be sick. It's going to be lit. Check it out. Yes. Um, thank you all again <laughs> for listening. And as always, stay positive. Or else. You, you, you.